I'm Scott McLaughlin. I'm a composer. I was born in Clare in Shannon. Uh, I currently, and for the last 10 years or so, have lived in the UK. I'm a lecturer in the University of Leeds, where I teach composition and sometimes other stuff. So the piece is my first piece for orchestra. In fact, it's my first piece for anything larger than about 10 players. And that piece never got played. So it's my first experience of a piece that I'm actually going to hear the larger than five players. So it's a completely different beast for me. Um, most of the time I work on a really small micro level with tiny changes in timbre, lots of indeterminacy, very long pieces where not much happens, but everything happens on a really small scale and emerges from the instruments themselves. So really kind of subtle, up-close stuff and, and allowing the instruments to have a little bit of their own agency and uh, allowing the instruments to kind of be on their own a little bit. So working with 60-odd people that are going to be 40 feet away from the audience is an entirely different beast. Um, and, and it took quite a lot of thinking about it. What, what, what I ended up settling on in this is, is that oh, I can't really do what I would normally do in terms of that micro-tombral approach. So I decided to orchestrate that instead, out instead. So I, I thought about the kind of... For example, I have a piece for six electric guitars where they're all playing feedback. Now, ostensibly, it's six pitches at once all the time. But because the nature of the tombre is so rich... It's a really huge sound. Even the, the string quartet I wrote a couple of years ago, again, it's only ever four notes at a time. The nature of the, the way I got the timbre out of the, the instruments in that particular case, again, it's an incredibly rich sound. So the first approach to this orchestral piece was to try and get that out of all 60 instruments, not having them play unusual timbres, but just orchestrating it out, possibly in the way someone like Griset might have done, maybe. Um, and there's lots of little breaks there. So it's essentially one big, huge E spectrum. Not quite the way Grisé would have done it, but with lots of slips and breaks in it. Lots of little places where instruments are gliding away from each other just to make little breaks in the, in in what's happening. And there's a whole bunch of other... There's a very long section towards the end where the instruments are allowed a little bit of indeterminacy. All the strings are playing slowly moving between harmonic nodes, which means you're going to get unpredictable harmonics will come out as well but because there's a huge mass of them um, it's going to be a very different sound so frankly I'm, I'm not sure what or how much of this will stay put until we get to the workshop and I actually hear it and then I'll hear if the things that are done on paper are actually going to work and do what I wanted and then we'll who knows there might be some more tweaking I hadn't met Dave before but we talked a bit on the internet and I know his music um, I mean, he's, he's done a bunch of orchestra pieces and he's worked with these players before, so he, he knows what he's talking about. He, he found a bunch of those kind of ambiguities that I've been trying to avoid, but he, without a third person looking over your shoulder, it's so easy to miss. Little kind of wording details that could have robbed us of 10 minutes of rehearsal time he was just able to nail down. Uh, he has some really good words about, as well, about me trying to bridge the gap between what I would normally do for a small group of players and how I'm trying to work with the orchestra. And he gave me a bit more... Uh, how can I put this? I, I think I was possibly playing a little bit too safe because you worry about how the orchestra is going to take it. As an entity, as an ensemble, you worry about wasting rehearsal time on tricky techniques. So some of the, some of the safe playing, he gave me maybe a little bit more confidence to go back to it and say, well, uh, maybe we can push this a little further and see what happens. So that was really useful. It was a little bit of permission granting. 
having someone else just saying, you know, you can push this a bit harder if you want makes a big difference. And he found a big structural flaw in it too that I hadn't really noticed and he fixed that. Writing for an orchestra and writing for the usual very small solo or small groups that I would usually work with is so different. They're, they kind of almost don't have a bearing on each other. I guess what, what it's made me think is I'd like to try this again. Having, having one go at it is one thing, but being able to come back with experience and even having talked to, in, in the run-up to this, I talked to a bunch of friends of mine who've written orchestral pieces before, and they all said that the difference between having gone through the experience once and then getting to do it again um, was, was really quite, quite a happy experience. Because the second time round, it's, it's, I guess it's like having a second kid or something. You kind of know what to expect a little bit better and you, you're able to stand up to the challenges of that better.